Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin. And while some of us might be back in the gym working on our physical fitness, today we're discussing another fitness type that's equally important, which is your mental fitness. Career Contessa coach and repeat podcast guest Jackie Ross is here to teach us the ins and outs of mental fitness, including the three mental muscles you need for success. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Well, welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you so much, Lauren. It's an honor to be here. So thanks again. Looking forward to it. Well, and you're a repeat guest, as I mentioned already in the intro, but I think we should still have you briefly introduce yourself and talk about why mental fitness is a topic that really interests you. Absolutely. So my career actually started in the world of mental and behavioral health. My grandfather was a psychiatrist, and I think ingrained naturally in my DNA is just this curiosity about people. I I consider myself a student of humanity, and I worked with youth who were experiencing emotional and behavioral challenges. And if you've never worked with teenagers before, at least you know that you were one. And those are incredible beings to learn more about yourself than I ever taught them. And so I did that for a number of years. I'm not a therapist, but definitely worked in the land of behavioral health. And then I pivoted into the arena of HR. And I didn't know it at the time, but the intersection between behavioral and mental health and HR existed there. Because really, HR is the place where issues come to be resolved and live. And what I was experiencing was that I was really helping the workforce navigate workplace issues. And in essence, I was really coaching. And so I got certified as a coach and started working with professionals in all different fields. And what I found is that regardless of where someone's, you know, anyone's, you know, kind of background, experience, industry from people from all walks of life, even though their stories were different, the themes were often the same. And the theme is always around 
who do I think I am that I can do X? Or this is what I should be doing because, you know, this is what I believe is, you know, what I'm capable of. And so we have this inner critic that basically tells us what we can and cannot do, who we can and cannot be. And then I was introduced to this program through positive intelligence. And I had to, I got to experience the program myself. It's a six-week program. And I really saw that it helped to identify language and common names for us to look at mental fitness and, and mental health. And so I guess the best way to answer your question is to say that just as important as our physical health is and you know, taking care of our bodies physically and nutritionally, we have to do the same thing for our minds in order to manage and navigate all the challenges that are in front of us. Yeah, absolutely. That's what inspires me. (laughs) I think if people didn't know, I think COVID definitely let them know, hey, there's this other piece. It's the mental, emotional, you know, well-being piece. Hopefully we all were aware of that before, but certainly I think there's been a lot of light that has been shed on it, um, which I love. I think more people are talking about it. Obviously we're doing a podcast about it. So I think all that's great. Can you describe, you know, or give us a definition? Cause I want to make sure we've got some language to use. What is mental fitness? And can you give us maybe an example of it in action? Absolutely. So, you know, according to positive intelligence, they define mental fitness as our capacity to respond to life's challenges with a positive rather than a negative mindset. And I know that might sound a little bit overly simplistic, but I'll give you an example, a personal one. So I also come from a family that are continuously early, right? So we are the, if we're five minutes early, you know, we're running late. So I am the type of person that will get to places, you know, absolutely before ahead schedule. And what probably gives me a little bit of anxiety or sometimes a lot, which is very different for me. Most people who know me, I'm pretty even keeled. I don't get rattled easily. But if I'm connecting with someone who's running late, like I could feel it in my body, right? Like all of a sudden that like angst in my stomach and just that level of frustration that starts to build. And so that was an area that, you know, it didn't like extremely negatively impact my life, but it it had a cost. And so, because I would get irritated and frustrated. And so using some of the techniques and exercises, you know, that I was taught in this program really helped me to minimize the amount of frustration and intensity. So mental fitness is not about elimination of stress and frustration and all of what we call our negative emotions. It's really about how do we shorten, minimize that time because it is important information for us. It is a signal that something's up, that we need to pay attention to something, that something needs a resolution, but we don't want to live there. Right. Right. Yeah. What are the components of mental fitness? You know, if we can kind of filter it through just so that a person listening to this can maybe start to understand like, all right, how mentally fit am I, you know, or where do I stand on this scale, so to speak? Again, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist, but I think it's how long we live in this negative frame. And so the language that we use in the mental fitness program is that anything that, you know, 
whenever we're in a negative emotional state, we're actually living in what we call our saboteur state. It's the part of our brain that often gets activated and triggered by things that originates, you know, long in our history. So, so it's really looking at um, how long am I living there? And sometimes it's pretty amazing. Like, unless you're actually going through like the program and really paying attention to it, sometimes it actually is there a lot longer than we think it is. So the question is, how long are we living in this negative emotional state? And do we have the ability to really kind of activate this shift? How do we move from what we call the saboteur state to what we call the sage state? And so positive intelligence actually really did some research and they found that there are three muscles to build. And that's really what the components are. And so similar to going to the gym, right? Like you don't go to the gym once, do a thousand reps and like now you're ready to take on, you know, an Ironman. You have to practice and train every single day. It's the same thing with our mental fitness. We have to practice it and integrate it into our day every day in order to build the muscle. So I don't know if that helps to answer your question. Yeah, no, I'm thinking in the question of like, how do we evaluate where we are in our mental fitness journey? I'm going to assume most of us are not probably exercising, you know, thinking about our mental muscles on a regular basis. So I would assume that one of the ways you can evaluate it is, okay, when you get triggered, AKA, and you have this negative emotion, so stress, anxiety, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the, I'm, I'm, I'll, thinking a lot about like workplace issues too. Like you, you can tell that like the rush kind of overwhelms your body where like someone has done something or you've been unprepared or whatever it is, you've gotten negative feedback. So when you sit in that negative emotion, maybe one of the ways to recognize how mentally fit you are is how long does that last? That's what you're saying, right? Like how long does that negative feeling last? Correct. Like, are you taking it home? So for example, And I know that this is, you know, a pretty universal issue and I don't mean to speak negatively of leaders, but I know that oftentimes people come to me for coaching support around boss issues, right? So, you know, you're dealing with a really toxic work environment or a bad boss. And so that can grate on you. So it's not only how is that sitting with you during the workday, how is that affecting your performance? How is that affecting your attention to be able to move on to the next project? Are you taking that home with you? Are you are your poor family members like suffering the stories, you know, day after day about your negative experiences? Are you losing sleep? Is it affecting your your eating and all those areas of our lives? So absolutely, how is that scenario playing out and negatively affecting different parts of your world? Okay, so maybe I'm speaking way out of turn, but I'm pretty sure that no one enjoys going to the doctor's office. Here's my theory why. First off, it's super difficult to find a doctor with availability. And then you have to figure out if your insurance covers the appointment. And then God forbid you need to find a specialist. So you jump through hoops and then you somehow end up at the doctor's office like two months later and they're just like mean to you or something. Well, here is where our sponsor ZocDoc comes in to save the day. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, takes your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else. 
ZocDoc has you covered. On the app, you can search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. Plus, I love that you can read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. And this is perfect if you're one of those check the restaurant's menu ahead of time people like me. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com and find the doctor that is right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely, whatever works for your schedule. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Contessa and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Contessa. ZocDoc.com slash Contessa. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. And I think about, I know on the show before people have talked about the fact that, you know, our brains kind of, they, they like to have this automatic thinking or almost like this autopilot, which is why you, you can have these really obviously well-worn pathways to these emotions and triggers. And the only way to sort of change those patterns is by first recognizing that you have them and what the patterns are. And then obviously trying to create new pathways. I know some of the people who have been on the show before have been like, Hey, the good news is that even though your brain is like hardwired to be like, okay, this is the emotional trigger we have around this. We can change that. You just have to unfortunately be really proactive and conscious about it versus right. The other one, which is you're kind of on autopilot, which is a lot easier way to live. (laughs) That's exactly it. So the first thing is, is to have a language. So if we're able to name it, we can tame it. So Actually, folks can go to the site, positiveintelligence.com, and take a free assessment. And really what that shares with you is really looking at what we call the saboteurs. What is What are those inner critics that mm-hmm. really are dominant and show up for you? So the kind of the master saboteur is the judge, which everyone has. It's the person or it's kind of the part of our cells that judges ourselves, that tells mm-hmm. us whether we can or cannot do something, if we're good enough or not, the judge that judges others, and the judge that judges events or circumstances, like I'll be happy when, like uh, X, yeah. Z happy, mm-hmm. right? Like this happiness delay that happens, like I won't be happy until I get a new job or I get married yeah. or I move to wherever. And so that judge is universal for everyone. And then there are these nine other accomplice saboteurs that this assessment will show people which ones are more dominant for you. So I'll give you an example. Mine is the pleaser. And the pleaser is often, our saboteurs are often our greatest strengths that we use and abuse, overuse and abuse. So I make connections pretty easily with folks. I have strong interpersonal skills. I, you know, I'm pretty likable. I like to engage with other people. I can connect well. And that's a really good quality. 
When I start to overuse that to my detriment and cost, it's when I'm trying to appease people. It may be when I say yes to things that I really want to say no to, or I overcommit, or I don't think about my own needs, and I'm just concerned about others. So our saboteurs are actually things that are a part of us that are our strengths, but that we completely overuse. That's so interesting. It's like you would think of your strengths as being the thing that helps you, but there can also be the thing that hurts you. And you have to be careful in how you use this strength, right? Absolutely. And so once you kind of look at recognizing when it's showing up, right? And I think what you said earlier is like being able to recognize when it's happening, what do you do in that scenario? And so there are some techniques that we teach people about how do you build these muscles to actually activate this shift to really like activate this other part of your brain that generates more positive emotions like empathy and curiosity. And it allows you to be in a place where you can think more clearly and in a more focused way, because when we are in this negative mindset, our thinking is hard, right? And it's, we, we don't often make the best decisions. And so it's a way for us to be able to shift how we're responding rather than reacting to situations. I love it. I'm obsessed with this. This is like speaking my language, literally. So step one, people can literally just take an assessment, which I think is probably everyone loves that because at the end of the day, this is the really hard work. And sometimes you are like, I don't have time to recognize these triggers and patterns or whatever. What, what of my saboteurs are. So you guys, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go take the assessment. And now let's talk about these mental muscles that people need to strengthen. And then you can kind of connect it to like how you rewire it and be more proactive. Okay. So what is the first mental muscle that people need to think about? So the first one is really the saboteur interceptor. It's really looking at identifying those saboteurs and being aware of what we just talked about, about what's at play. So I'm going to use, again, this very simple analogy. You know, people are running late and all of a sudden I'm getting triggered, right? Because I just have this need to be to places on time. And so I start to experience this in my body. And it depends on each individual. Everyone's going to experience it differently. It could even be this kind of voice in the head, right? Like our judge is speaking to us. Like, you know, my judge might be very critical of the other person. Like this person doesn't care or respect my time, or it's not important to them to get to our place on time. And so once you're aware of that, Then really what you want to do is recognize that there is a way to pause and actually make a different choice. And so one of the things that we do is really work on getting out of our head and getting into our body. So I'm going to use, I'm going to kind of share a technique if that's okay. We can kind of do it together. And it might seem like a little silly and goofy, but trust me, there are thousands of techniques And you have to see what works for you and which ones, you know, are actually things that don't necessarily help. So I'm in this scenario. I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm irritated. I recognize that I want to focus my attention on one physical sensation in my body. I want to get grounded into my body. So 
you know, I could take two of my fingers. Like if you look, I'm taking two of my fingers and you literally just rub them together with this level of intensity that I can feel like the ridges on my fingers together. And chatter might be happening in my head, but I'm going to continually kind of command myself to focus on this one physical sensation. And I then might take one hand against the other and rub the hand up and down so that I literally feel all the physical sensations in my fingers and my hands. And what that does is it actually shifts the activity in my brain to focus more on where I can use some more positive emotions. So that's just one example. Another example is you could take something off your desk. And this is the beauty of these techniques. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to meditate somewhere else, although that's really amazing techniques as well. It's really meant to be done in your active life. Like as you're like in that conversation with that person and you're finding you're getting triggered or you're in your office and you're feeling that level of stress increase. So you could take an object off of your desk. Like I have these stones on these crystals on my desk and you might just look at it again. It's about focusing on one physical sensation for a minute or two and doing your best to keep your attention on that physical sensation. So right now I'm just looking at this crystal and I'm paying attention to all the features that it has and all the details that I might not have noticed. And I'm just focusing there. So that's what we call these PQ reps, these kind of moments that we really focus on a physical sensation that we really try to incorporate and inject throughout the entire day. I love it. I love also like the analogy to exercise, like these are your reps. So you got to, you know, you got to do 10, three times, three rounds of 10 or whatever it is. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Aaliyah. I just wanted to hop in really quick and talk about some of our amazing sponsors. Have you been wanting to make a career change? Now is the time to get into coding. And we've spoken a lot on the show about making a career transition. And honestly, it can be pretty daunting especially getting into tech. It feels really aspirational, but how do you do it? Where do you actually start? Well, you can start learning to code anywhere, anytime with Sabio. That's right. It's online and from the comfort of your own home. Sabio is a coding bootcamp and developer community that's been training successful engineers since 2013. And Sabio is owned and operated by women, which is something we famously love on this show. So they're committed to helping more women learn to code. So here's the basic rundown with Sabio. You enroll in the bootcamp and then in just 17 weeks, you have the skills you need to start a real high paying tech job. And they really mean that because Sabio helps you find a job as part of the program. Students graduate from the bootcamp with real life experience plus the confidence to succeed. And again, this is all taught remotely so you can truly start learning wherever. Oh, also, Sabio is super affordable. They even offer a woman in tech scholarship with $5,500 off the total cost of tuition. And you're probably like, how do I get that scholarship? Well, keep listening for like five more seconds and I'll explain. Jeez. 
Visit our special URL, sabio.la slash Contessa to learn how you can qualify for a $5,500 Women in Tech scholarship. That's sabio.la slash Contessa. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la slash Contessa today to learn more. Okay. Tell us about mental muscle number two. Well, so that's, so the, it's also really about activating the sage. I actually just described the first two. So the saboteur interceptor and what we call the the self-command muscle is using these PQ techniques. The third one is really thinking about this sage perspective that every event or circumstance can be converted into a gift or an opportunity. I'm gonna say that again. So every event or circumstance can be converted into a gift or opportunity. I'll give you a really good example. I was working with a client who was encountering a very difficult boss relationship. He was revered in his field. He had been working in his field for decades, had never experienced a scenario like this. And all of a sudden, about a year previous, he had gotten a new manager and things started to shift dramatically. He was being questioned on things that he was doing. He was becoming micromanaged. And all of this pressure and intensity started playing out and showing up not only at work, but at home. And so he reached out for coaching services around how to manage this. And so it ended up that he actually decided to leave that company. And he tried many strategies and he realized that the best decision for him was to move and shift organizations. Afterwards, it wasn't at the time, but afterwards he recognized, you know, Jackie, as tough as that situation was, that really afforded me an opportunity to actually make a move that I really needed to do because he was in a new company, in a new role that he was feeling more challenged. He was excited about It was a very mission-driven organization he felt aligned with. And so he was really able to recognize that it was actually a gift because had not that manager not shown up on the scene, he would never have left. Mm -hmm. So it's thinking about how do we turn these situations into gifts and opportunities? Yeah, I definitely, one of the saboteurs you talked about is the circumstance one, like I'll be happy when, and I think that's very common. And I think a lot about this with job hopping, right? Like people are like, I'll be happy when I make more money. The best way to make more money is I'm going to job hop. I'm going to do all this stuff. And there are people who will now say in hindsight, maybe I job top too much. I lost out on like this other thing that I needed. And I'm just using that as an example, but I do feel like that's very common. And I don't know if it's just like in our society, but it does feel like, like, how can I turn myself into this human DIY project where if I just fix this thing, the job title, the actual job, the apartment, you know, the significant other, you know, losing weight, your appearance, whatever, like the list goes on and on. Then I will be this other thing that I want. That's so common. And I definitely feel like at work, it's also very common. Like if I can just get rid of this boss. And what I've learned is that, you know, we take ourselves wherever we go. And so you kind of take your junk also wherever you go. And how do you, how do you not 
fall right back into these patterns. I know you said like, you got to do these reps and this mental fitness work on a regular basis. Are we talking every day, every week? I mean, how do you keep yourself from saying, okay, now I know this about myself. I recognize it, but I don't want to go back. I don't want to, I don't want to lose this mental strength that I have. I love that question. So what you were describing is when we're living either in the past, like kind of like reliving or rehashing what has happened, or we're anticipating what's going to happen, we're not in the moment. And when we're not in the moment, we can miss opportunity to really see what lessons are there to be learned, right? So if we just keep shifting and changing and making moves, we're missing some really awesome opportunities. That doesn't mean that a shift or a pivot might not be called for. So in terms of like the intensity of the practice, you know, really what is recommended is truly about 15 minutes a day. And it's really about building those muscles and injecting them throughout the day, doing those reps and getting in the moment about two times, you know, two minutes, you know, several times over the course of the day. And when you start to build those muscles, when you don't need them, they're more accessible to you when you do need them. So really thinking about a practice that includes maybe 15 or 20 minutes a day. However, the program also has a guided curriculum. I actually work with folks and I facilitate it either in groups or with individuals to debrief information that you've actually been gaining more awareness on and and need to speak to and, and kind of, you know, be able to tease out. So it's just about incorporating, if we were to inject about 20 to 30 minutes a day of really paying attention to incorporating these techniques, it would certainly have a benefit. It would have a benefit in terms of performance. So whether it's your work performance or any personal goal performance areas, it will help over your general sense of well-being and health. And also our relationships, both in and outside of work and all those areas. I mean, that that's pretty awesome that it has tentacles that like stretch that far. Yeah, no, I love that. I also think just being able to respond instead of reacting, you know, that, that proactive feeling versus reactive feeling. I think just that alone especially in the workplace is such a skill. I remember once watching, it was on TikTok and they asked this lady, what's your best career advice? And she was like, don't learn how to not take things personally. And I remember thinking like really good advice, but like, that's like impossible to do. But I understand in the the context of like, can you get feedback or listen to something? And instead of react, you know, having this emotional response right away, can you kind of be more proactive about taking things in and not being so immediately triggered? And I feel like we live in this world where everything's so immediate, you know, the <laughs> TikTok and Instagram also make it so our attention, like we don't have any patience for, you know, still moments. And yet, those are really key skills to kind of surviving, especially the workplace where you are working with other personalities who have different strengths and different, they might push your buttons and they don't even know it. And they're not even consciously trying, but to your point, it's like, oh, they're late and they're late because they don't respect my time. Like you can, you can come up with all the narratives you want if you want to go there. So I, I think this is fantastic. And I just think also like 
way better use of our time and our focus and our energy. And I know everybody is, (laughs) is pressed for those things. So like 10 minutes to help you gain, you know, the other 24 hours back in your life and time. I think it's incredible. Jackie, any final thoughts or words of wisdom advice you want to leave everybody with? Yeah. I just to share, to self-disclose, I continue to do the program every day. I'm not perfect. I don't get it right all the time. Most of the time I don't. However, I've personally seen the improvement it's had for me in tackling things in all realms of my life. So if anyone is interested, I'm certainly, you know, happy for folks to to speak with folks further and share more about the components of the program as well as coaching that's included in that as well. And I think that the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is the gift of compassion because we are so hard on ourselves and probably what i work with my clients the most is being kind to ourselves and compassionate to ourselves because the things that we say internally to ourselves most of us would never say to another person <laughs> isn't that the truth <laughs> right yes Mm -hmm. So if anything, I think that it's really about how do we give ourselves the gift of self-compassion, self-love, and the kindness that we need, because we are doing the best that we can every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I will also link to, we had a fantastic podcast on self-compassion from like the author and researcher on it. And you guys, her point about why you should stop spending your time building self-esteem and instead focus on self-compassion is pretty amazing. So in the show notes, I will also link to Jackie's original episode that we did on managing up, which is also a good skill to have in the workplace as well as self-compassion and the link to this training that you've been referencing, Jackie. Thank you so much. And just so you guys know, Jackie is one of our career contestant career coaches. So it's easy to work with her, book with her. It's all a cart. You don't have to commit to, you know, 25 sessions in the rest of your life with it or anything like that. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please, if you have time and you don't mind, leave us a review and rate our show. It means a lot to us. And don't forget that you can take a free assessment to evaluate your mental fitness via the show notes. I made sure to put that link in there. And you can work with Jackie anytime as your career coach because she is on the Career Contessa platform. So all the links are in the show notes. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.